I was able to do an exchange program with a pastor, in fact, two pastors in England. It was a clergy couple. It was a male and female. Both were pastors. And they and their daughter came over and lived on St. Simon's Island, lived in our parsonage, drove our cars, preached at our church. I, on the other hand, took Delia and the kids, and we went to England. Bubba goes to England. And it was great. I mean, uh, and one of the most exciting things, I mean, a couple of things, you know, like uh, we had some language issues, you know, like uh, a boot. I thought you wore on your foot. That is, called, that is the trunk of a car. Oh, I must have left it on the, in the boot. Okay, great. And I'm looking at my foot. Or tea time, I always thought that was like something you drank, you know, like sleepy time tea or something like that or, you know, something ice sugary tea in Georgia. No, it means there's supper time. It's tea time. And, and so there were some language issues we had to work through, but the big one was driving. Oh, yeah. I mean, first they've got their steering wheel on the wrong side of the car, and, and they have the stick shift right in the middle like we do, but my left brain and my right brain were extremely confused, and, and they're on the wrong side. I don't know if you've noticed that they drive on the wrong side of the road, too. And so I just need you to know, I, I was very evangelistic. I mean, God really used me because at one intersection, I came to, you, you forget. And so I gravitated back to the right. Well, what happened was me and another fella came, and we nearly hit each other, and he got up in his car, and he said, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, and I thought, that's great, I'm evangelistic, this is wonderful. <laughs> I, I don't think he was using the Lord's name in a, as a term of endearment, um, and, and, and so sometimes we, uh, we are in awkward intersections, but you know, intersections are important. In fact, if I mention a few, uh, some will come to mind for you, a scene or a person. I mean, think about Tinman Square in China in 1989, and maybe you remember some of you, um, a, a tank and how this tank was facing off with this one protester, and when the tank would move, uh, the protester would move in front of the tank. It, it's an image that's um, branded in my mind when you mention that intersection, that place in China. Or, or what about um, Buckingham Palace and the roundabout intersection in front of that where you have the loyalists uh, waving at, at Prince William and Duchess Kate and a royal wedding as they open up the balcony doors and wave. Buckingham Palace intersection. Or Times Square where some of us say, are you going to stay up late and watch the bowl drop? Times Square, an intersection, or, or maybe um, Hollywood and Vine, where motion pictures birthplace began, and there is the walk of fame for actors and actresses right there at that L.A. intersection. And so there are global intersections that call to mind. There are regional ones, uh, national ones, and then there are regional ones, and there's some close to home. What about... Um, Mulberry and 2nd Street, that is the, uh, that's where our county courthouse is. Uh, we're a county seat community to Bibb County. And so that intersection is, is important to our history. 
Or when I came back as an associate at Martha Bowman years ago, and I looked at this strange intersection, came to this strange intersection called Vineville at Pierce at Pianona. The name changed. What's up with that? And uh, all these lanes have these arrows, and they switch on you at a certain point in the day. And so, uh, strange kind of place. And, and, you know, I didn't really get the pronunciation down. It was like, um, Pianono. You know, what, what it, no, Tim, it's Pianona. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Uh, okay, got it, Pianona. Didn't look like that, but okay, we'll pronounce it that way. And so we have a lot of intersections that we're familiar with, and they call up certain things in our minds. They mean certain things to us. But what about, what about this one? What about at the corner of Bass and Forsyth? For me, that one is close to my heart. That one is really an axis of significance for us. You know, we've talked about relationships, haven't we? And, uh, and we've talked about intersections and how there is a circle of influence that you've had and that you continue to have with relatives and friends, associates and neighbors. And, and more people come to Christ through people. There's no question. People bring people. And and then we've talked about awkward intersections, those intersections that uh, are strange for us. We're not familiar with them, and, it, and they don't reflect what we're used to, but God has called us to enter into those places uh, to make a difference. So today, I, I want us to kind of look at all of those together, but I want us to use as a point of reference this intersection at Bass and Forsyth. And our scriptural backdrop today is a great one in terms of understanding what our role is in all of this. Romans 10, 10 through 15, the first part of it talks about how the gospel is really quite simple. If you want to know what it means to be a Christian, just look at those first couple of verses that we read. Trusting with the heart leads to righteousness, and confessing, confessing with one's mouth leads to salvation. And all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Pretty simple, pretty concise, wonderful news that this information can bring about transformation for our lives and for the people around us. But how do we get the word out? In fact, the writer does a great job, and he asks some rhetorical questions. So how can they call on someone they don't know? How can they call on someone they don't have faith in? And how can they have faith in someone they've never heard of? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, there are a couple of ways that we bring good news, and we've talked about these. And they're not, they're not diametrically opposed. In fact, they're parallelism in that you model Faith, you model Christianity, and you want to model the, the Christ-like lifestyle to others in such a way that they're curious, that there is a created curiosity, and they want to know what it is in your life that's really making this difference. In fact, Martin Luther, the father of the Reformation, the Protestant Reformation, said, we follow Christ, and as we follow Christ, we are little bitty Christ. 
And so we need to model Christ-likeness. But then there's something else, and that is we tell the story. We share the story of how Christ has changed our lives. And we do it not only through example, but by telling how our lives have been changed, and we become invitational at that point. If you get really excited about something, I would wager that you tell other people about it. And in the same way, that joy that's in our lives, we have an opportunity to share with others. John Wesley, who was the father of what we call the movement of Methodism, it really wasn't a denomination as much as it was a revival and people coming to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. And it hit in England, but then it began to spread to the colonies. And John Wesley, as some of you know, came to Georgia. He didn't have a great experience, but he came. He went to St. Simon's. He went to Savannah. He came back, and he recognized that there would probably be some others that would be better than him at going to the States. And so what he did was he commissioned... Francis Asbury, and some others. And so Francis Asbury said, I will go, and I will serve in this mission in the colonies. And I want to see this revival spread of where people are giving their lives to Christ. But how do I do that? And what do I say? And his famous quote, John Wesley says this, simply offer them Christ. Simply offer them Christ. And so from our text today, it's not real complicated how one comes to Christ. And from our text today, we also see that it's not real complicated in how we can invite others. We are absolutely convinced that, you know, marketing is important. You want good signs in front of your church that can give some information to connect with the culture. Our website is critical. Advertising, different publications, it's needed. But it all pales in comparison to the impact that you have. And so as we talk about intersections, I want to share with you my burden. And it's this, that when people come to this intersection, Maybe somehow we'll invite them. And they'll somehow come into the life of the church. And maybe they'll come to the altar. And maybe they'll come to Christ. I believe God can use you. I believe he's counting on you. We're going to do something very, very special, but before we do that, I want us to pray. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the opportunity to not only have a ministry within the sound of church bells, you've called us to have a mission a yard from the gate of hell. You have called us to the significant places in people's lives, and they're looking for hope. They're looking for light in the midst of the darkness. Help us to be bold, to share with them the good news that has changed our lives. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen.